We are live from the Portofino. Uh, we have just finished a cannonball-style race across the country. The Portofino is the historical destination of the cannonball race, starting in 1971. That's right, 50 years ago when Brock Yates uh, started the Cannonball Sea to Sea Memorial, Sea uh, to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash in honor of Mr. Irwin Cannonball Yates, Yates, Brock Yates, Irwin Cannonball Baker, yes, yeah, uh, who set over 140 records during his career. So we are here to honor the 50th anniversary of the Cannonball Run. And with me is Mr. John Ficara, who has crossed the country in competitive events more than anyone we know of other than Cannonball Baker. (laughs) And you have organized... Not the cannonball, but the musket ball. What in the world is the musket ball? Well, first, thanks for having me on, Doug. I'm a big fan. Big Nobody fan else of, was available. Yeah, yeah that's the way it works. <laughs> um, the musket ball is a cannonball event. Uh, the idea was that instead of doing a no rules can- cannonball, uh, was to give it one rule. Uh, previous to this, I did the 2904, which had one rule, which was the entire race could only cost... $2,904, and that was in response to Alex Roy's run back in the day where he spent a quarter million dollars driving across the country. Give or take. Give or take. This one was in response to some hooligans driving 700 horsepower cars across the country during COVID. <laughs> and uh, Scott Floss, not uh, hooligans. Come on. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to call yourselves. It makes you good. It makes you sleep at night. Good for you. So anyway, the... The musket ball was a response that we were going to lower the power, lower the speed, and celebrate the 50th anniversary. So the only rule of the musket ball is you can only have 100 horsepower at the wheels. And that's what we did. Uh, And it seemed to work rather well. Everybody had a great time. And um, it it was a nice tight pack. 27 cars showed up, drove across the country. and How many cars made it? 27 well 26 and a half there was a one that collapsed and they had to get a uh, he bought a car or oh got, the, rented the, a car yes yeah so we'll a have car Steve talk about it, that. but he made it most of the way so i'm going to give him a half finish for that yeah but yates always said that cars could competently driven could go across the country in safety at at whatever speed you wanted and be safe about it now we didn't ever break the speed limit i'm sure we were very legal about the entire process. Right. I can't speak for we can't the other break 26 the speed limit car. in hundred horsepower cars. Well, that it's was the not idea. physically possible. There's no way, like some people sit next to me, that we could be doing 170 miles an hour. So uh, it kept people together, like groups of cars gathered together naturally by their power levels and driving skill, and went across the country in, in little groups. Uh, but it was just a, a really great time. Yeah, yeah, it was. We had fun. How would I, yeah? How did you? How did you enjoy it? Since like you know, we know what you're used to doing, right? This yeah, seems to be like doing sure. it with your with your knees cut uh, off. I, well, I, I love it and hate it at the same time. I love the camaraderie and the competition of it. I hate going across country in cars that were never designed to do it. I like the right tool for the job, and these were a lot of incorrect tools a lot of so many incorrect incorrect tools yes uh yeah tools and scoff laws so that part of it is indeed frustrating to me i want a car that's quiet and comfortable and has massage seats and lots of power on tap and you chose the opposite of that i didn't choose you (laughs) chose (laughs) well anyone was able to interpret that one rule so we had a a you had your diesel inside 
We had a 1985 uh, Cannonball Audi Quattro. Mm -hmm. um, there was a Citroen XM. There was uh, an old uh, Crown Vic, you know, uh, which wasn't officially in, but I'm sure it doesn't have more than 100 horsepower. Right. You know, there were there were such a variety of cars. You could have been in luxury. There were guys in a Fiat 500, which seemed to me to be the most punishing choice of all of them. <laughs> the Citroen um, was probably the most comfortable. Well, I, yeah. Can you imagine the air suspension yeah. just burning along the road? Yeah. The only thing you have in the back of your mind is the screaming possibility that thing's going to explode any second at any point. Um, but cheers to the French. I mean, really. Right. I mean, yeah, because uh, that car, I believe. In true was French fashion, too, they did not win. No. But they didn't lose either. <laughs> there they were actually, no white flags. They, they were finished. Actually, <laughs> they actually battled for the front for a little while. Um, the Citroën was duking it out with Ed Bolian. I mean, how often are you going to hear those right. words come together? Right. Uh, no, it was. It, there were so many great little battles inside. Like that to me, that's what good racing is. Not this was not a race. This was just a. Uh, I wouldn't say we were racing on public roads, but if you were racing. There were all these great mini battles going on that we were watching going on across the country. Volvo versus Audi. You know, mm -hmm. you had a, a rental Corolla versus an XM. You know, yeah, it was just a great variety, great fun had by all. Awesome. Uh, and unfortunately for you, you missed out on a little bit of that. Northern route. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, thank you for coming on. In order to finish this in time for your award yes. ceremony, and I got to make uh, the award. I got to kick you out. Yeah, kick me out. And we're going to have some other people who are I didn't competitors look at the camera on. Enough, I know you do this. That's online. okay. Yes, I we do this. We look, so handsome, we look at our audience. I mean, really, I have a great it, face for, for radio, and I chose online, to do a video podcast. He's a very attractive man. <laughs> All right, thanks, Doug. Thanks, John. Yep, get those awards ready. Make sure you uh, put extra polish on mine. Um, before our next competitor comes on, behind me is uh, the, the likeness of Dr. Lyle Royer, who was the actual doctor in the famous uh, Transcon medevac in the 79 Cannonball and as portrayed in the movie as well. And we put uh, one of the Cannonball legends, Ben Charlie Safari Wilson, we put his face on Dr. Lyle Royer and he rode in a Transcon medevac clone made from a little tiny Japanese microvan. So we were happy to have him here in spirit. So, um, there is a, a lot of hubbub, well, not a lot of hubbub. There are some articles about this Ferrari owner who was going to be the first person to beat Google Maps uh, somewhere in Europe. And he had a huge team of people with Ferrari F1 pit crews and sponsors and champagne at the finish and news crews. And he, the Guinness Book of World Records, he was going to be the first guy to ever beat Google Maps. But in this room, we have dozens and dozens of people who, in the past two days, beat Google Maps, some of them by an hour, some of them by 10 hours, in complete crap boxes. And we're going to talk to a few of them. Now, our podcast usually is pretty family friendly or as, as professional as we can. These are a room full of scofflaws. Cannonballers are like sailors. We can't control what they do, how much they drink, or what they say. So if you have sensitive ears or children, this may not be uh, the best podcast to have them listen to. You've been forewarned. There's no FCC guidelines or bleeps here. So um, we're going to call up some people if we can get any of their attention. But uh, let's see. The, the first person I want to have on, I guess we'll, we'll start with the fastest if they're in here. Maybe uh, the winners of this race were in a Volkswagen Jetta TDI wagon. There's lots of TDIs here. I don't see them yet. So they are over there. Okay, David, is Bradley here as well? Are, are, is Bradley here? 
Okay, we're we're gonna get them up here. So the the at the start of the race we had a dyno to confirm that we only had a hundred horsepower at the wheels, and there were some relatively stiff penalties, but maybe not stiff enough penalties for those who dynoed over 101 horsepower at the wheels. And one of those, there's a lot of TDIs there. One of those TDIs that blew over the limit was uh, David and his co-driver Bradley, who, what, what was your, um, what was your wheel horsepower? 125. Right up. What's up? 125. 125 wheel horsepower. So you're 25% over the limit for, for the event. But you had no clue. Yes. Like, yes. factually. I've dynoed the car in Florida. All of the That's dynos. That's what all are, cheaters say. Nobody right. cares about that. All right. So you won so, the race. What was your time? 32.07. 32 hours and seven minutes. And do you know the significance of that time <laughs> now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks very much to you earlier. Uh, tying the U.S. Express record, which went largely unbeaten for a while uh, well until alex Alex roy Roy. yeah it was unbeaten yes alex roy set out to prove that 3207 actually did happen and that it could be beaten so you matched the 3207 time in your beater passat uh, Jetta Wagon. But Jetta yes. Wagon. I'm sorry. <laughs> All Volkswagens yeah. look the same. Okay. The key, the key to this low-powered event is drop a brick on the throttle and and wait, right. in, in essence. And your, your penalty was 250 extra pounds of weight? Correct. So yep. we carried three 80-pound sacks of concrete and I think it was uh, some of Fred Ashmore's tools. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Uh, so nobody really cares about the nuances of, of 30 hours of driving across the country because, as we know, it really is boring. But you did yeah. have a pretty exciting event. Well, let's first tell me very briefly, what was your disguise or your team theme? So our, our car, as an homage to the Transcon Medevac van, was disguised as a, uh, an organ transport vehicle. Uh, uh, Bradley and myself uh, being... Come over here, Bradley. Yeah, get over here. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Yeah, this is Bradley. He's awesome, and we absolutely shattered his previous coast to coast time. Yes, There's which okay, so but, yes, there is. Tell yeah, keep going on the. Sorry, we gotta anyway, be quick. Yeah, we'll digress. Sorry, uh, car was dressed up as an organ transport vehicle, and, uh, and so you got pulled over. Yes, for going so how fast? We were pulled over doing one eleven and a sixty five okay. allegedly. Allegedly. By a nice gentleman, uh, very Magnum PI looking cop in Missouri. He had a glorious mustache. He had a glorious mustache. Okay. Yeah. And uh, did you get a ticket? No. Why not? Because he couldn't prove nor disprove his words. What I was saying was a, wasn't a lie. What were you saying? I told Everybody him wants to know how to get out of tickets. How did you get out of 111 alleged speed on a cross-country race so the when easy- you're not actually a medical transport vehicle? The easiest way to lie is to not. So we told him fact. I told him factually. We left Connecticut this morning. We need to be at UCLA tomorrow. You know, real quick, like. And uh, and that was, that's like the long and the short of it, honestly. I come to find out, actually, at the time, my license was suspended that Monday as well for awesome. an unpaid toll ticket I didn't know about. So what did the cops say to you? This is verbatim. I believe I think you're bullshitting me, but I can't prove or disprove it. So at this time, I'm going to take no action. <laughs> That's awesome. And that's funny, too, because the original Transcon Medevac got pulled over and they fed him a similar line and the cop believed it, even though he didn't 
think it was true. So that was a very good homage. I'm proud of you for that. Good job getting out of the ticket. Good disguise. Congrats on the win. Thank Bradley, you. I want to talk to you briefly as well. I'd like to think that the, uh, you know, the, the, the ghost of, I'm sorry, I, I just mentally blocked, the ghost of Brock Yates rode along yes. with us uh, in the sense of, it, it broke a curse for me, but also like the, the whole, like being able to follow along and get pulled over and pull sort of the same gimmick and have it work. And yes. he literally, uh, one other thing about the pullover, he was like, you're saying all of these things, but you have all the radar detectors and you have a cannonball garage license plate in place of your actual plate. Uh, because one of the things is, at least allegedly, we did we ran across the country without a license plate. Uh, not advisable. The, None of this is advisable. So, uh, Bradley, you were your previous record was a record that will never be beaten. Tell me quickly very, about that. Very unlikely to ever be beaten. Uh, 103 hours. It's the worst time by 30 hours ever recorded in an actual cannonball at least like where the participant kept running. Right. So my wife and I may beat that in Ed's Lamborghini if we get the chance to buy that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to do a like four by four conversion on it. Um, yeah. So I'm going to pitch that to Ed. But anyway, um, so 103 hours, we did um, an oil pressure sending unit, a uh, the tail shaft in the transmission, which required uh, drive shaft removal in the Summit parking lot in Talmadge, Ohio. By the way, buy parts from Summit. Those guys are awesome. They absolutely take care of us. Took care of us and like they're not a sponsor. Worked, you, you they're not a sponsor, but they worked after <laughs> they worked after hours to help us and like made sure we had tools and all of that. They were awesome. Uh, then we overheated somewhere around Springfield, Missouri. Ended up having a blown head gasket that turned into James Crawford coming and showing up to help us do a head gasket swap after which I promptly bent a push rod because I'm an idiot uh, got the push rod and sort of top end of the motor fixed drove to uh, the loves that we passed remember I pointed it out uh, so we're on the road um, and we uh, I the, the car died. Apparently, it had uh, caught a piece of dirt in the, the float valve. Um, for all but, of you. But I'm, after all this, you made it. Did make you it. You made it. Ended in up 103 losing, hours. losing my first two co drivers in Springfield because they both had other things to so do. So you went from 103 hours to yeah. winning the next event. So this yeah. is redemption. For 70 you. hours. Yes. We beat it. 70, 70 hours. hours and 40 wow. minutes. And also. We, we basically exactly matched to the minute the U.S. Express yes. record. Yes. So it's, you know, if you care about this stuff, it's all about the specifics. You, and I know you know this, Doug, because yep. you're like the consummate planner. Um, but it's like, it's all the the history and the, the things that have gone on previously and all of that. So like running a 3207 was like, I don't know. Like the, sweet. the, the, it was like sweet. the skies opened up and the yeah. angelic choir was singing. It was sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Awesome thank win. You, thank you. Um, 
see you guys next year, I guess, in right. an event that may or may not happen. So, a, a no, all right, no so event those, those are happening. the winners. Some may call them cheaters because they blew over, but whatever. They got here first. Uh, I want to talk to the Boston Brawlers next. They're right here, Ethan, if you can grab them. Uh, if Chris Benvy wants to come up. So uh, these guys are, wow, they are the... They have three of the top five fastest times ever in a cannonball. So they went in an Audi S8 Plus twice in a BMW M5 and almost beat our overall cannonball record last year. Almost. But they got stopped. Uh, Chris, tell me briefly about why you got stopped from beating our record or what got in your way. Oh, the M5. Um, so... As the story goes, it was uh, in the El Cajon, El, no, the Cajon Junction? Cajon Junction, right? So yes. Cajon Junction in California, um, there was a guy that tried to kill himself by shooting himself mm -hmm. um, on the highway where when he was unsuccessful, oh, okay, thank you. When he was unsuccessful, held his family hostage for five hours. On the highway. So it shut down a 10-lane highway. And you were on pace to beat us by like... An hour. We were going to be into the 24s. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, uh, we had to go uh, 50 miles outside, of, outside, like through the desert. So we added, I mean, we ended up finishing, what, 17 minutes behind you guys? Yep. But we went an additional 50 miles. Right. Also, before that, we... That's cannonball. Got, yeah, I know, right? We got stuck in traffic for like 28 minutes while we were sitting on... Um, uh, at the Ag Stop, yep. there was an accident like right before the Ag Stop um, from Vegas into LA. All right, so you're you're no stranger to bad luck. You've had three runs under 26. I'm sorry, under 27 hours, three yes. cross country runs, but never a record. As you described yourself, you were always the bridesmaids, never a bride. You hoped to change that to turn that around this time, and you were on pace to do so. You actually, we were running right up with you guys looking for first place and what happened this time well it happened again um this time i'll let uh the other chris uh, chris Durden, i will let him uh, tell that story because um i still can't believe it happened i can't believe it happened either so we're going through the uh rocky mountains through this twisty and turning through there and we come up and all of a sudden there's stop trucks big sign lit up that says road closed so we're like what is this come to a complete stop uh there's like two tractor trailers in front of us, and we can see like flashing lights, not even what, 100 yards in front of us. Uh, after being stopped for like, what, 15 minutes, Chris gets out of the car, he's like, all right, I'm gonna go take a look, we're not moving. Gets out, walks down, about 10 minutes later he walks back, gets in the car, shuts the car off, says we're gonna be here for a while. A uh, truck carrying milk, couldn't make the corner, jackknifed, flipped over, the cab was crushed, spilled milk all over the highway laying across both lanes of uh, I-70 in the Rockies, it completely blocking the road. We were like about 10 cars back when that happened. It and how happened. long did that delay you? That delay took two hours and 17 minutes of us just sitting there. And, and how far behind the leaders did you, did, behind the winner, did you finish? Oh, I don't know. 32.07. Uh, we were two hours Microphone. and chain. Two hours and 15. Oh, my gosh. So that cost you the win, essentially. Essentially. I mean, How heartbreaking was that? Uh, I mean, we're used to it now. <laughs> this, is, this is happened. You know, like, that is cannonball. Four yeah. times. So, like, we kind yeah. of expect. We're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And every yeah. time we have a good thing going, it's like, 
Well, something's going to explode, or uh, someone has to, you know, hold someone hostage, yeah. or whatever. Something so you guys, we were running right behind you. Your car was a little bit faster. Um, you accused us at one point of pointing a radar gun at you in order to slow you down so we could pass you. I denied it vehemently, but <laughs> I did have a radar gun. We were pretty convinced, and that I used you it had for one. just such purposes. It was I got you guys at 105, but I, I cut your break. I didn't give you a ticket. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming. It was an honor to run against you. I know we've been running against each other from a distance the last couple of years. Um, so I don't know. Like you're like the Browns. Maybe next year. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe next year. year. I hope you guys do get some sort of win. Not our record, but something. Uh, <laughs> so so you can put it on your wall. So, yeah. Congrats yeah. on finishing, and uh, glad for glad you could come out. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the tequila. Thank you. Thank you. It was great running with yeah. you guys. All right. So we got some legends here and some not legends, some winners and some losers. Well, we're all kind of losers if, if we're doing this type of thing. But uh, I would like to talk to Nick Kruger and his dad, Ethan. They are right behind you. So in 71, Brock Yates went with his son and they actually did the first run in his uh, van, in Brock Yates's van, Moon Trash. And Nick Kruger went with his dad on this run. So he's going to come up and, and talk briefly about their run. So Nick, you went with your dad on this run and you went earlier this year or last year in your Saab. Is that right? Yeah. I went in uh, April with my Saab. Okay. So he also did 32 hours and seven minutes. I did. Yes. yes. And you knew, did you know at the time the significance of that number? I did actually. So okay. when I started thinking about Cannonball, that was the number on the board. Okay. Yeah. So you've seen the documentary and everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's cool. So we have had two 32 hour and seven minute runs this year, kind of in an accidental tribute to David Diem and Doug Turner in their Ferrari. So what made you want to take your dad on the run? My dad is, he was the guy who introduced me to Cannonball, to cars, everything like that. We raced for years together. Um, so he's always been there supporting me. When I did my run in April, he was very supportive. Yep. And I really wanted to share that with him. Awesome. What car did you take? We took a 1990 Volvo 240. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Is yours the other one with the coexist bumper sticker on it? That's us. Yes. yes. All right. Yes. We've decorated our cars a little bit um, <laughs> because we want other drivers to coexist with us as we blow their doors off. That's always <laughs> that's always it. Okay, and what was your overall time? You want to say? Th 35 hours and 35 minutes. Wow, 35, 35. Yep. That is impressive for an old beater Volvo. Oh, I thought you were going to say old beater drivers. Well, but. no, <laughs> not at all. No, you're only as, as old as, as you are slow at driving. So... <laughs> Um, what was kind of the highlight of the event besides finishing? Oh, the, the highlight. Going with my son. I'm sorry. Going with my son. It's a top ten. It really is. I'm, I'm sorry, but it meant so much to go with my son because Fred took his father. And ever since we heard that, that just meant so much. And also, I'm probably the only one here that read the original article by Brock Yates in the original magazine when it came out. And I'm sitting there in college, poor as could be, thinking, that is cool, that's something I gotta do someday. I just didn't think it'd take 50 years to do it. Right, and Brock Yates took his son with him. I in wasn't 71, 50 years yeah. ago, his first run, Brock Yates took his son. He was 16, I think, at the time. 
It was Brock Yates, Brock Yates Jr., and yep. Steve Smith. Yeah. And was there somebody else? I, I think there was four in, yeah. in the Cannonball yeah. van. Yeah. But it, it was a blast. I mean, this is a top ten bucket list. That's I, awesome. I can't say any more. It, it was great. And I think I'm the oldest one here to have run and driven. Very possible. Uh, I, I don't know that for a fact, but. Four shifts. So Were you fast? Was it, You answer that. Was he fast? He actually, we never lost on our average, and we gained a little bit when he was behind that's, the That's what matters. Yeah. So that's I don't know matters. if there is a sub record for age or not. <laughs> There's a sub record There's a sub for record everything. For we we for can everything. make one. We can make one. We have a sub record for coexist bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I don't know if he saw it yet, I sent his wife um, an email today, and I said, the torch has officially passed. He is the king of the hill. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys. That's uh, it's tough to go on from there. That is a awesome uh, story. Yeah, it was great to meet you at the start after seeing your stuff online that you did with your run. Yeah, and uh, th- that's the great part of the Cannonball community is the camaraderie. We all post online and see what everybody else is doing, but then we come out to events like this and get to actually compete against each other. So, yeah. thank you guys. Awesome. Well done. Thanks, Hope to Doug. see you again. For sure. For sure. All right. I want to talk to Yummy. These guys rented a Ford Focus. Nick, do you know where Yummy is? Do you know who he is? Maybe. If I can find him, we're going to we're gonna get him up here. But uh, these guys ran a Ford Focus, which also blew over, so they had some extra weight. And uh, we'll try to get him up here. If we don't, we'll get somebody else up here. Um, let me see. Mark Spence. Where is Mark Spence? Mark Spence. Grab Mark Spence. Get him up here. It's a little bit crazy in here, and I don't have a speaker, so you guys are really the only ones that can hear me very well. So this is fun. Mark Spence went with Chris Allen, and they took a Citroen. What in the world were you thinking to take a French car across the country? It's because we're dumb. Well, yeah. Um, when all this thing came out, I... Just hold the mic. Don't, don't do this. Just Sorry. hold the mic. I'll hold the mic. Yes. Is that better? Wonderful. Or is it better? Okay. But um, it's because we're dumb. Okay. How did it go? Everybody expected you to break down. I didn't think we were, we were going to be making out a PA. That's why I had a, a TDI sport wagon waiting for us. Okay. But you made it. Yeah, but we made it. Was it comfortable? I actually got my best sleep on a cannonball of all times in this French car. So, was it fast? No. But it was fast enough to get pulled over. Wow. I heard your co-driver was in handcuffs. Yes, my co- and the rumors are true. These my co-driver happen. was in handcuffs. This is legit, people. This was a this wasn't a race. Well, I heard about the story and how was. it all happened, but I was in the back seat, and then the whole on ramp lit up with reds and blues, and they pulled over two of us. They pulled over Chris Michaels, yep, and in that in their rental Corolla, and then it was us and our Citroen, yep, at the same time. How fast were you alleged to be going? I don't actually know. I think it's something like 112. Okay. And so they put him in handcuffs. Did he get a ticket? Yes. And he also got a ticket. But, but I feel like everyone thought I was the one who got pulled over and, and was in handcuffs as everyone went past us. Because I was driving up until like five miles prior to that where we did a hot swap and then ended up behind Ed and then we all got lit up. 
So you, you got put in handcuffs. That was your only traffic stop? Yes. Or sorry, you, Chris did. And despite the stop, how was your overall time? Uh, 33, 38, I believe. That's impressive for Which an old was Citroen. For a place? car that was never sold. Uh, fifth place, I think. Fifth. Okay. Next, Whatever Ed That did. was three minutes behind Ed Bullion. Yes. So in an old Citroen, they were three minutes behind one of the most legendary cannonball racers of all time, even with almost going to jail. Yes. But another thing about that, too, Waze messed us up. It sent us north about 10 miles, and we circled around and had to come back. Hmm. And then when we got off the Gone exit, Ed was right there behind us, pretty much running into our rear door. So Waze screwed you out of fourth place. Yes. That girl. All right. Well, thank you, Spence. Appreciate you coming on. Always yep. uh, good to see you. And uh, we'll go on to next. We had Captain Chaos here, the real Captain Chaos. We're going to get him up here. We kind of need him with, with Lyle Royer to complete the ensemble. He's straight back there. We need Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos. Him. We need him. Oh, don't talk about him. Okay, well, find his co-drivers, I guess. Come on up. Yeah, 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 over here. Over here. All right, Captain Chaos, you, you, this, is, this is perfect. Talk about this really quickly. This? Okay. This, talk about him. Him. We don't want to talk about him. Oh, no, not him. We don't him. talk about him. Anyways, um, this guy here got me involved with this. Yes. So, golly, was it back in... It's a run you did with the 2904, which I think it was 2017 with yep. the Monte, Monte yep. Carlo. Um, that's when I first met you. And I was at in the Greenwich Concord de Elegance. They were doing a cannonball um, reunion. Yep. So I was with, uh, let's see, Eric, Ben, Arnie, Ed, Rob, and... I think that's it. That's all I can remember okay. right, right now. And this guy's bunch like... Bunch of scofflaws. Right, bunch no of scofflaws. Person I never met before in my life. Right. You know what I mean? Had no clue what... You know, people were still doing the cannonball run. Yep. Now, and were you as Captain Chaos Yes, I point? was. I was okay. there with Travis Bell because Travis has the ambulance that yep. still not... Still hasn't made one. Well, we do have an ambulance that made, made one now. You know what I mean? Yep. But anyways, he was like... You've got to do it. You're him. You've got to do it. You're him. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm thinking, like, wait, you're, st wait, wait a second. I just had my mind blown because last time I heard of the cannibal thing, it was, you know, the U.S. Express, and that was it. You know yeah. I mean? And the One Lap America, which is not really, you know, sure what what we do. So how many runs cross country have you done at this point? Four. 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 Any notable, any wins, any anything, well, or have you just had fun? Well, let's see. The first time I went was with Benny Newsman. Yep. And we won the C2C Express yep. going there. Um, the second time I did it was in the little Honda. Yep. And I got the Vin Wiki Award for having the most cojones, which kind of, <laughs> you know, because it's kind of like the musket ball that we just did. Mm -hmm. it, car less than 100 horsepower. Right. And um, we did come in last. But we came in 11th out of, I think, 20 or something like that. So, yep. um, And then the year after that was the debacle of the, the van, and we picked up the, the Lexus and came in third. 
surprisingly with that car. You know, Lexus, we, you bought like the day before the run, right? Right, $1, exactly. $1,500. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. But you were also with Ed Bullion. That Ed helps. Bullion, yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and when you have Ed Bullion, you learn all the trips and right. tricks from Ed Bullion. So, yes. you know what I mean? So, yeah. And then like, what did you run this year? Uh, this year, I ran with Eric Prost with the, yep. the LTD. And we did. Uh, we beat. We beat the Honda record by 22 <laughs> I minutes. I would hope so. Yeah, 43:22 is what we ended 43 up with. 43:22. 43:22. Right. That so, is yeah. a long time in a car for. A yes, cannonball. it was. But you know what? I could actually sleep and relax in that right. one. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> it was a lot true. more. It was a lot more comfortable because we were originally we were originally going to do it in a K car. Yeah. And Ooh. we. Yes. Uh, yes. Four cylinder, four speed. Practically mint, if you can believe this, in Ohio, no rust at all. So it, Wow. It oh, was, I remember he came down to pick that up, and we looked yeah. it over. Awesome. Cool. Well, Matthew, yes. Captain Chaos, yes. thank you for being on. Thank you. Sorry to be so brief. I know. There's we a lot of always love want. having Captain Chaos at our events. And Ben, Ben, we miss you. You need to be here, yes, brother. Yes, Ben, we, we miss you. Hopefully you're watching, so you know how much right. we miss you. Um, speaking of Ed Bullion, we'll get him up here with his teammate, Chris Michaels. So, uh, gotcha. Chris, can you and Ed come up briefly? Can you grab? Oh, thanks. Yeah, hit the camera. Don't, don't hit the camera. Don't hit the camera. Good seeing you, Matt. Thank you for making it. Absolutely. Uh, 39.37. After a seven-hour breakdown, I should add. <laughs> yeah, I know. We yeah, yeah, yeah. So, come up. You too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come up. Come up. All right, for for Vin Wiki fans, these two need no introduction at all, or as you might say on a Michael Scott roast, these two deserve no introduction. <laughs> but uh, this is Ed Bullion, uh, former Cannonball Run record holder. This is Christopher Michaels, uh, most drug smuggled auction trucks record hold. I don't know. Chris is just an overall good guy, and he's never done a Cannonball. So, tell me about your first Cannonball briefly how uh, did it go this cannonball was fantastic this is the best time i've ever had in a car i have been and you've done like crazy things in cars before i have i've driven all around the world across the arctic circle drove in the coastlines of multiple continents but this is the most fun i've ever had in a car just with my friends cutting up messing with each other pranking each other on the road it was just such an absolutely fun time and the camaraderie was well worth the ticket i got on this trip awesome what tell me about the ticket Oh, the ticket. It was, uh, we were having too much fun. Uh, we had been <laughs> mixing it up with the Citroen since probably Pennsylvania, just trading the lead back and forth. And we were uh, blowing through Missouri, middle of the night, uh, probably cruising at our top speed, which was 108. And uh, we just topped a hill and they were just waiting for us. Just uh, waiting I don't know for if you. they found out. Uh, we had a friend. Was that come the through. one where there was like five cops set up? They, in were, the they were ready to go. They All got right. us in the Citroen. All Hopefully, right. uh, fortunately, though, they did not get us for racing, but we just did get. Because Very you large weren't racing tickets, but uh, but you know, they were set up. There was no radar blips. One of our compatriots had gone through in disguise and pulled off a traffic stop, making them think they were organ <laughs> transplanters. And I think they'd gone back and Googled it, realized something was up, and were set up waiting for us. Yeah, but, uh, we sprung the trap, but it'll work out though. It was uh, well worth the price to get to participate in such a fun event. So, you do absolutely. this again, absolutely. I would do this again tomorrow. All right, so Steal you're, a car, you're just gonna car, drive it. You want to drive ours home? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I got to go to Ecuador. Just got out for some other stuff, but I'm thinking about it. It was absolutely the best time I've just ever. Just sort had out car. some other stuff. More more drug smuggler trucks. Chris, awesome to have you here. Glad you. you're part of the community. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Absolutely, Ed. What's up? Tell us why. 
apparently I'm quoted as saying that the best cannonball car to use is somebody else's car. Tell us why a rental car is the best cannonball car ever. Because that is, Ed opted to rent a car. Yes, a uh, 2020 Corolla LE with a CVT garbage transmission. Yeah, which we couldn't even really dyno it properly because of the CVT. It, it just went all over the place. It'd be 40, mile, 40 horsepower, 140 horsepower, but there was no evidence that it had any more than the 90 <laughs> that we decided it had based on the preponderance of the dyno evidence. The arbitrary decision of, yeah, yes. Our, what was oh, your oh, team our, name? Our team name, because of the rental, was uh, Team Collision Damage Waiver, which Ed came up with, which is absolutely appropriate and fantastic. So you didn't get the full coverage insurance? No, we got the, that is the Collision Damage Waiver. Okay. So it's $12 a day through Dollar Rental Car. And then we also, we booked it through like, a third party. Did you use it? No, well, I mean, I don't know. Little, little bumping of damage we just did competitors? Or? Stickers, but uh, we, did, we did rear end the Citroen at speed. <laughs> uh, and uh, they, they did not appreciate that. They, they apparently had uh, filled a water bottle with something else, the byproduct of water bottle, and they well, it added it to the front of our car. It wasn't a, it wasn't a rear end. It wasn't an accident. It was just uh, they cut us off. We got into a single lane, and Ed says, uh, I think they need a bump. And I had to be behind the wheel, and we just gave them a, you were helping a them. gentle, affectionate, almost lover-like tap, as Deadpool might you say. You wanted to uh, up their average speed. Uh, we did. Yes. We did. Two yes. cars are faster than one. But, yeah. Uh, and they didn't so, return the favor at all. No. So why is a rental car the fastest? Oh, it's it was, you know, usually you think, as Arnie did prepping your car, like so long and so much in advance, and you go through so much heartache and trouble and expense making it work. And in this case, we just picked it up. Now, we had planned to have a Hyundai Accent because that had 120 crank horsepower. We thought, all right, that's the right kind of ratio, anticipating drivetrain loss. Uh, but they, they lied, and it was not there. Sunshine at the dollar rental car counter had given us bad information. and so Darn those. Yes. Uh, so we did not have that, and we ended up with the the, only, the the lowest horsepower car they had available after offering us many upgrades uh, was this Corolla. And we were concerned, but we learned very quickly that there was no reason for concern of having cheated, of having more horsepower. Un unfortunately, none of the upgrades at the rental car com counter are fuel cells or additional charging ports That's or it. laser um, diffusers. And they're not used to people wanting like worse cars than the one they're trying to give you. Like right. they were completely bewildered. We're like, no, we're like Eddie Murphy coming to America, like the, we're the bad apartment. Like, no, no, we need the worst car you have. Like, oh, but we've got this upgraded midsize. No, 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 we want the worst one ever. It was, it was fun stuff. That's awesome. Well, that, so the thing is, we didn't have a fuel cell. We didn't have a laser jammer hardwired in or anything like that. So we just didn't worry about that sort of thing we just went as fast as it would <laughs> you go just don't slow down that's it. there is something to be said for that strategy yeah we had a lot of trunk space without a full cell too <laughs> everything you need well thank you guys always a pleasure to run against you ed chris yep good seeing you guys we'll let you get back to it um i see that guy that i want yes tim and scott come on up tim and scott built one probably the world's greatest classic cannonball car and didn't run it. It was an old BMW 5 Series with a crazy built turbo engine and fuel cells and all the countermeasures perfectly installed. And they brought it out on a trailer to the finish line of the C2C a couple years ago. And we all gawked at it knowing that we would have lost if it had actually run. This year, they brought a kind of janky clone of the same car <laughs> with far less horsepower, still over the hundred limit. So you guys had some extra weight, cheaters. Just, just a little bit of just, just a little bit of extra just weight. Just a little bit of extra weight. Um, 
again, nobody really cares about the 2,800 miles of, of driving and all the nuances that go into it, but you guys got hit by a drunk driver. Oh, yes, we did. Tell us about that. So, uh, yeah, it was about midnight. We were coming across Iowa. We were prepping for our third fuel stop, uh, and we were just, you know, taking it easy for a cool down to the off-ramp, and over this hill comes the Subaru. Uh, we have a semi next to us, and he decides the best place to go is in between us, and that obviously wasn't going to work, so he pushes us off the edge of the road. Uh, we begin a pursuit, and uh, he just completely gets away from us. Uh, so then we, uh, we told the police, the police told us to stop at the next exit because we lost him. Uh, we deal with the police there. Uh, they inform us that if we would like to make a report, we now have to go back 10 miles. So we go back and talk to the officers in the county where the accident happened. They said, okay, we have your information. You can get on your way now. We go back to the original gas station to perform our gas stop that we didn't get to do. Because um, it probably wasn't a great idea to fill 30 gallons in your trunk in front of two cops. Uh, <laughs> We finish that up, get back on the road, and uh, about 10 miles down the road, we see some lights over a hill. Uh, we come over, and what do you know? There's a Subaru Crosstrek mangled in the median and a drunk guy getting arrested by a cop. Uh, so we immediately pull over. Uh, Scott runs out to talk to the officer, who's very confused as to why we're approaching him. And we explain, hey, that guy hit us. And he goes, well, what do you mean? He hit the median. We go, no, he hit us two hours ago. <laughs> So, needless to say, we took a little bit longer to get his insurance information uh, so that we can now deal with that enjoyment. Awesome. So, but you a finished. small two and, two and a half hour delay. Um, overall, What whatever. was your overall time? So, our overall time uh, was 37.23. So Not bad. Subtract two and a half hours. We, d we, we did our goal. We wanted to go sub 35. On right. the road, we did sub 35. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. And no no terrible damage to the car? No. I mean, we had a uh, door. Door, door pretty dinged up. Fender is missing a trim piece. Got a big scuff. Uh, but overall, E28 built like a tank, took it like a champ. That's awesome. So it, the Cannonball has pretty much an impeccable safety record. There have been no vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle accidents. Nobody killed. Nobody really injured at all in all the years of Cannonball. But we all know that driving on the road at any speed is incredibly dangerous just because of all the risks and variables out there and uh, this is the first any kind of accidents has happened on any cannonball for I guess about 50 years and it wasn't even a cannonball thing it was not a drunk driver no not the notoriety you wanted but uh, it, it does illustrate it does illustrate how dangerous it is to get on the road but also in some sense at least as much as it is in our control how safe cannonballing is so, Scott, what was your takeaway from the event? I mean, it was great. It would have been nice to have my turbo car, even if it would have been a 2,000-pound penalty to bring. <laughs> um, but we had 250 pounds of uh, water softener in the car to make up for my additional 24.7 wheel horsepower over 100. So instead of concrete, you bought a water softener. Did you need one of those for your we did apartment not anyway? Need, or? We did not need six 40-pound uh, bags of water softener but we did trade trunk space for Tim's luggage with another team. And he happened to say that he ha he needed water softener at home. Uh, so we're gonna give him 240 pounds of water softener, which is about $30 in exchange for storing that bag. Um, I will point out when the final cop we talked to, 
was giving us our, our goodbyes at 2.30 in the morning. He leaned into the car and said, make sure you boys have enough gas to get going. And we looked back at him and said, oh, officer, we have plenty of gas to keep going. <laughs> and so we got back on the road and kept going. Uh, we kept burning oil and kept filling oil and made it here safely. So How much happy. oil did you burn? Uh, probably about eight quarts on the way west and only about a quart on the way east when we drove from California to Connecticut. We left Thursday, got there Saturday, and then left Connecticut Monday to come back to California. So oh we're hitting 7,000 miles in six days. Wow. Um, and the car took it like a champ. So. That's awesome. That's well, not the redemption we wanted for an E28, but we got an E28 to Connecticut and to Portofino. That's all right. Well, I'm sure that car will make a run at some point. If it doesn't, Allegedly. you can always sell it to me. Allegedly. Not for sale. It will be. It will be. Thank you, guys. Pleasure to Absolutely. be with you. Thank you. Good to we, run we, against we you. We always love running with you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. We, Same we'll, here. We, we'd love Same to do here. it again sometime. The Northern Group. Northern, the Northern Route Group. The Northern Collective. Yes. Northern Nuts. Northern Nuts. Yeah. Smaller nuts on this run. but uh, <laughs> Oh, gosh. Who haven't I talked to? Have we still not located Yummy? No one knows. Are his teammates here? John and Alan? We don't know. Okay, Steve Brown. Where's Steve Brown? I need like a, a Steve Brown. I need a, a big PA here. So calling him. You're calling Steve Brown. How about Jared Pink? Is Jared Pink in here? There's a team that took a bus and a, a short, the team short bus. And there was about four guys. Bring Arnie up if he's here. Yeah. I'm looking for Jared. Yeah. Um, and they picked up some stragglers who broke down. Uh, so he'll come on in a second. But we're going to introduce my co-driver, Arnie Toman. He built the Insight TDI. And we know a little bit about cannonball failure. I think we might have, or I might have, the record for a number of DNFs. But I think we should, we broke down in Denver this time. We lost a belt tensioner and we broke down Denver last time in ultra beige, but we had averages of over 90 miles an hour both times. So I think yeah. we just need to change the race to end in Denver. Yeah, no, I, I think we're, we are professionals at getting like the first 1800 miles <laughs> done. Yes. That, that is for sure. We've proven that time and time again. Yeah. But it's always Denver. And our, my buddy Schiller is always there. I mean, we broke down the same like stretch of road. Right, as probably the same ten mile stretch. Yep. So yeah. So yep. that was uh, that was fun. Yeah. What was the best part about building the car? Uh, oh, geez. I you know I guess when I heard about the musket ball, immediately my my mind went, okay, well, I need to ice cream cone. I see yes. that ice cream cone. Um, I need to find the most aerodynamic lightest car I can and the the rules said 100 horsepower so I immediately went to torque like I need the most torque because they didn't say nothing about torque so that's uh, that's where we got the idea and you know I don't know just thinking about all the fine details and just uh, manipulating and, and going around the rules the best I can to make the best car because you know my my plan was I wanted to beat anyone who might be cheating <laughs> by, by not by, cheating by not cheating so I want to do it just, uh, I guess, outsmart people and make the best sure. car I could. You for, are uh, good at outsmarting, building disguises, building great cars. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I, I guess it's a, a talent of mine, I suppose <laughs> you could say. 
All right, so I think the real question my fans want to know about is what is it like to spend 40 hours in a car with Doug Tabbitt? Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. Don't I mean, answer that. Nobody yes, cares. I, I, <laughs> Nobody cares. I mean, as long as you got enough like luggage space for your ego, uh, <laughs> you know, you just you, you need a lot of luggage space. I guess. I guess. <laughs> no, Arnie is awesome. I love driving with him. He cares about safety. About uh, yeah, I mean, the first, feelings first of other drivers on the road. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that's that's the goal is don't don't affect anybody negatively. You know, don't yep. don't make them touch the brakes. Don't let them you know, do anything. So at this point, how, I mean, how many how many cannonball miles do we have together? I mean, it's over ten thousand now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I'm not good at math. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's five or six runs together. So, yeah. well, Arnie, it's a pleasure to have you as my co-driver. Yes. Or to be yeah. your co-driver, I guess would be the yeah. the more appropriate term. Right back at you. Yes. Um, always a fun time. Thanks for Heck building yeah. an awesome car. And let's do it again. Let's do it again. All right. Uh, Jared's here. Jared. Oh, Steve is here. Steve will be up next. Jared, come here. Jared is uh, one of them people on YouTube's, the tubes of you, and he fixes cars. Something I do, like I do that. things like that. You do so. things like that. All right. I, I beat current cannonball record holders in a school bus. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so we had, <laughs> this is actually fun. We had a seven-hour delay for the, the broken belt tensioner. Yeah. And as we're coming in to nearing California, I looked at where these guys were at in their short bus, which had stopped to help a number of other teams. And what was yeah. your top speed? Uh, 99 down a 20-mile downhill. Okay. And it took all 20 miles to reach that. Right. So we could cruise at about 120 relatively easily. And so we were maybe... 80 or 100 miles behind you and I said we got to catch the bus we can't lose to the friggin short bus <laughs> so we chased you and chased you and yeah. we finished nine minutes <laughs> behind you and uh, your mistake was you posted in uh, chat that you were coming for us because Henry was driving that leg and he was like we're under 40 we're good and I said they're coming for us and he's like well that can't happen <laughs> so he's the one that in his first stint was fairly like he drove quick but was safe yeah, uh, he was our carry it through uh, evening time, get us there good, and let us take a nap, driver. And then he got the final stint because it was his bus, and uh, you know he was kind of the, uh, I guess the bank behind everything. Yep, <laughs> we call him the questionable idea facilitator. <laughs> so uh, we're like, you drive it in, you know, like you, you own it. We had Larry Williams, whose dad ran in the '79 in a Blazer, and Larry wanted to beat his dad's time, but we we came up 50 minutes short of that. But yep. still. We're in a but short bus. But you were in a short bus. Was that under 100 horsepower? Uh, so it most likely was 160. We wanted to put it on the dyno so we could load the concrete and take all the penalties. Uh, John took mercy on us just because we had a solid flat front that yep. anytime we got outside of a vehicle or behind from out from behind a vehicle, you could just feel it slow down instantly. The first top speed run was 97, and I got that... And by drafting big rigs. Like, I'd yep. run up almost on their back and then just hug their side. And as soon as I lost the draft of the big rig, like, we would drop Whoa. 10 miles an hour. Like, it, it was insane. And then my second stint uh, was through New Mexico in the headwinds. Like, I couldn't go over 65, 63 in some areas because the wind was so strong against the front of that bus. Oh, my god. We just came to a dead stop. But, but did your team probably have the most fun out of all of them? 
I honestly think everyone had a really great time. I will say we are the most comfortable. <laughs> we, we had a queen-size bed, uh, reclining chairs. Uh, because of its legal registration classification, uh, when you came out of the driver's seat, you could open a beer <laughs> and not worry about it. So you could enjoy a nice beverage or two after your driving stint. So, so, oh. so you were chugging Coors Light and you still beat the Google Maps time in a short bus? Yes. There's, there's jokes I can make, but <laughs> I feel like I'll get canceled for that. Right, yeah. Better not. So. <laughs> okay, I won't. Um, but, let's see. What other good? We, we got into a short bus race. Uh, Larry was driving. And there was a brand new dealer tag E450, basically our van, but brand new, being delivered. And uh, we blew past him, and then I guess he took offense to that. So <laughs> he was chasing us down, trying to keep up. And the brand new Power Stroke uh, has a little more power than yeah. uh, the old one. So we'd hit the hill climbs, and he'd pull back ahead. And then that one still had a speed governor. So any downhill, we'd get back past it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then we kept it up so long, uh, the cooling improvements we made to the bus became evident because he had to slow down. Yep. Because when you run a short bus over 70, they just they cook. They the temperatures go nuclear. Um, the other members of the team had taken it on a dust ball rally, where their transmission temperatures were 248 degrees. They were having to cool it down with a water pump, manually pumped to cool it off. Uh, oil temps were through the roof, like it. It didn't handle it well, so we spent way too much money on cooling mods for a short bus. And That's amazing. Again, we were 85%, 90% full throttle the, you know, to the ground for the trip across the country. Wow. Uh, we also calculated fuel costs. Um, it was expensive. Yeah, especially at today's prices. It, it, it was over $1,700 oh in fuel to Cannonball School Bus. Wow. <laughs> so. What was your final time? Uh, 39.28 which we're proud of one because it was quicker in google time under 40 and uh, mr brock in uh, his van in 71 was 39.29 there you one minute one minute that to the is good. not the first time that brock has been beat by one minute because i'm pretty sure yates and gurney in the daytona then got beat the next year by the ferrari dino by yeah. one minute yes yeah, so. yeah. all right <laughs> so. awesome but well, thank you, Jared. Absolutely. You uh, brought the fun with the short bus. <laughs> oh, it was a great uh, time. You guys heard it here first, a short bus race. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't even know where to go from there. So we're going to have uh, Steve Brown up here now. Thank you, Jared. Yep. It's all right. Any other short bus guys coming by? No other short bus guys. No. No. You're the, you're the one. Steve Brown has been chasing the truck record for a while <laughs> yeah. has not quite got it but yep. you may know him famously yeah. on tiktok as uh cannonball gmc yeah yeah that's he's right he's got a that's 150 right. gallon fuel cell in, in the bed of his pickup but yeah. you couldn't bring that because it was too much power so you yeah. brought a saturn i ran a 1997 Mike, right up to yeah, i ran a 1997 go. saturn four-door yeah and it was brutal <laughs> absolutely brutal to be in a 24 year old car and make the trip across country yes yeah. so Tell us, tell them, <laughs> tell us a story that you told me earlier. Steve Brown, I think, yeah. gets the award for getting the most air. Yeah, the, the altitude award would definitely go to the Saturn. Allegedly, there was a uh, flying Saturn in Oklahoma yeah. uh, at a truck stop. Um, I'd actually gone in to make a refueling, mm -hmm. and uh, it was unplanned. I was burning gas faster than I expected. 
ran down past a row of trucks uh, trying to get over to the automobile side to get fuel. Pitch black, three in the morning. I turned left at the end of this row of trucks only to hit a concrete uh, island barrier. And at a fair amount of speed, faster than I should have been going in a parking lot. And I felt the front wheels come off the ground. I heard the front wheels hit the ground, slide off of this concrete barrier, and then slid over next to the gas pump. So I completely <laughs> Dukes of Hazard style launched a green Saturn across the parking lot of a truck stop. Did you get out and just be like, I planned that? I, yeah, you know, I kind of did the ta-da moment yep. you know, when I stepped out. So you made it another, what, 800 miles after that? I did, that? this is the completely freaky part. Um, Checked the car visibly, it looked like it was fine. Started the car at no vibrations, it tracked like it was supposed to. Got back on the interstate, hammered the car for another 800 miles, got into Arizona, made another fuel stop, and when I got back on the interstate, brushed the brakes, and the driver's side wheel just went crazy. The, the tie rod had snapped off. Uh, some I found out now some bolts had sheared off oh in some key goodness. places. But a complete miracle that this car held together at the, that the top end of its performance limit from Oklahoma to Arizona. So not one to be dissuaded. You went to yeah. a buy here, pay here lot. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> Crazy story. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm stuck in Arizona in this small town, and it's 5 o'clock. Everything's closing. Within 30 minutes, I had found a repair shop. A tow truck flipped some cash to a tow truck guy and said, I need you to get this car over here. Um, found, uh, I talked to Enterprise Rental, and they were closing but had no cars. I said, look, does anybody rent a car in this town? They said, look, there's a, a little automotive, you know, a little uh, used car lot. She rents cars sometimes. They're open until 6. Give her a call. Explain my situation. I'm desperate to get to L.A. And she goes, sure, I'll rent you a car. I find a taxi, get to the used car lot. She draws up on a Word document, a rental agreement. I show her a picture of my insurance card on my phone, flip some cash her way, and I said, I'll be back in two days. And I take off in this Nissan Altima and get to the Portofino. What did you say it smelled like? A lot of things. Uh, mostly, um, <laughs> you know, Baby food, Doritos, and disappointment. You know, is is, is and it, it's a, you know, it, it car has ninety seven thousand miles on it. Oh my it gosh! Looks like so what, they use what it was as your Uber. total time with the breakdown, the airtime, uh, and I, renting know, a car? Um, so I probably I don't know the official time. I'll find out tonight because sure. I posted it. But I was only um, like a few minutes ahead of you when you came in. So what was your time? Thirty nine. 37. So I would probably be like 39.15 or something okay. like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I lost about two and a half hours. Yeah. But you finished. I did. I did. That's I'm awesome. Glad to have made and you're it. coming back for the truck record at some point. I, you know, I, I'm, you're gonna I'm get missing that. 11 minutes. 11, 11 minutes, minutes from Mad Dog Minasini's time in 1979. And so that was the goal that I was going for. I missed it. And that's a whole different story of shenanigans, complications, and tragedies. Um, but yeah, that's my goal. I need 11 minutes off of 35.03. The record for the truck at Mad Dog's time is uh, 34 hours, 52 minutes. You're going to get it. I, I, hope I know so. you will. I hope so. I know you will. Yep. All right, Steve. Hey, good thank seeing you very you. much. Yep. Appreciate good it. Good running with you. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for talking. So, all right, it is six o'clock. 
Everything going well? Everything good? All right, it's 6 o'clock. I promised John Ficarro that I would be done at 6 o'clock so we can do the award ceremony. So I'm just going to wrap up here. Um, the One of the most entertaining things going across country is listening to the scanner. And not necessarily for the people getting called in, but hearing all the stories. And, and the top three we heard was, one, we were listening in the East Coast, and we heard somebody get called in to the cop need to go to a consignment shop, local consignment shop, because there was a man urinating on the building. And then in Colorado, some Karen decided to call in a guy because she drove past him and saw that he was smoking a joint in his car. Now, we don't like DUIs, but I thought Colorado was super friendly to that kind of thing. And uh, we just thought that was really funny that she cared enough. And, you know, who knows? Could have been a cigarette. But I think the best one out of all of them was in the middle of Utah. You get some real interesting stuff on the scanners because it is out in the middle of nowhere. And the call came through. The dispatcher said that there was a lady who was convinced that two people were coming for her with guns. Uh, and she was surveil. She had them under surveillance, and she knew this because she was a psychic. She was surveilling them psychically. Now I don't know why she needed to call the cops. You know, honestly, the cops should have been calling them. But uh, anyway, we thought thought that was pretty interesting. And just as it started to get interesting, the scanner cut out, and we lost reception. So anyway, that was our fun for the day for the the trip. Thank you guys for watching. This has been live from the Portofino. Sorry to our sponsors. We didn't have time to call you out this week, but we wanted to get in as many quick interviews as we could. We'll be back in two weeks. Next week is Thanksgiving Eve, so we won't be on, but we'll be back in two weeks with our regularly scheduled programming. Thanks and have a good night.